Olá, hello, hello, sejam muito bem-vindos, or welcome to, oh, Silk, Kichmo, where we learn Brazilian Portuguese through music in 22 countries. Um, a couple days ago, I found out that we have listeners all over the globe in 22 countries, ranging from Albania to Haiti to Belgium, um, I don't know, Serbia, Egypt, isn't that crazy? Like, this little family is worldwide, baby, so that's pretty cool. Uh, my name is Elise, eu espero que tudo esteja bem com você. Which means, I hope all is well with you. Espero que tudo esteja bem com você. Um, before we start today, I wanted to address a little something. So, I had a listener from India um, ask me a couple days ago, Hey Elise, why don't you put the song at the end of the episode so that we can, like, you know, apply what we hear, you know, apply what I'm teaching in the episode. Um, and I think that's a great idea. I appreciate the question because, you know, it shows initiative. <laughs> I love suggestions from you guys. And I, of course, I thought about it. However, if I did that, it violates the copyright agreement of the song. I just simply don't have the rights to do that. And to keep producing these episodes, it needs to be, you know, completely free from any legal hodgepodge. Um, yeah, I would really love to, but that's just the world we live in, folks, sadly. Um, however, no sad. No sad allowed on also Hijimo premises, because today... In episode two, we're going to be reviewing the song Starman, a song by Seu Jorge. He's a famous Brazilian singer and actor from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. That is something that a lot of people don't know about Seu Jorge, that he's also an actor as well as a singer. So, fun fact, you know, learn something new. He was in um, Cidade de Deus in 2002, but in English it's called City of God. So maybe you saw it back in the day. He is he's still doing so many cool things with his acting career. Um, like to this day, wow Elise, great segue, well thank you because today we're reviewing a song that's actually from an album that Seu Jorge wrote and he wrote the entire thing for a film that he was in. It's a Wes Anderson film called The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, maybe you saw it. Um, it wasn't like a big hit but you know, movie's a movie nonetheless so we'll get to see like his acting and music career crossover today. Um, because Wes Anderson asked Seu Jorge to write a full album of David Bowie covers with Portuguese lyrics for the movie, and it's so beautiful. Um, David Bowie even said so himself. It's like entirely acoustic with so many different rhythms and emotions, so if you need something calming to listen to before bed, I would definitely recommend. It's like one of my favorite albums of all time. So we know the deal. We'll do comprehension of lyrics, then explore grammar and structure, and then finally Finish with some pronunciation tips to get your Portuguese smooth as butter. Um, unless you're vegan, then smooth is something else. I don't know what kind of alternatives you guys have. Anyways, okay, so let's just jump right into comprehension of lyrics. All right. A lua inteira agora é um manto negro. The entire moon is now a black cloak. O fim das vozes no meu radio. The end of the voices on my radio. São quatro ciclos are four cycles no escuro deserto do céu, in the dark desert of the sky. Quero um machado para quebrar o gelo. I want an axe to break the ice. So I just wanted to note really quickly this word machado means axe or hatchet. But actually, if you go to Portugal or Brazil, you're going to see this word everywhere because it's a really common last name. So fun fact if you didn't know that. So now you have no excuse to forget this word machado. All right, so... Quero acordar do sonho agora mesmo. I want to wake up from the dream right now. Quero uma chance de tentar viver sem dor. I want a chance to try to live without pain. 
Um, so I just wanted to note that when we have to try to in Portuguese, you're always going to follow it with the verb right after tentar. You're not going to say to try to. You wouldn't say tentar a viver. You would just say tentar viver. This is because in Portuguese, the infinitives like to eat or to walk, they're not two words. They're just one word. So it's tentar viver. So for example, if you were saying, I'm trying to find my house, you wouldn't say, eu estou tentando a encontrar a minha casa. You just say, eu estou tentando encontrar a minha casa. I'm trying to find my house. Okay, so now we can move on to the chorus. Sempre estar lá e ver ele voltar. To always be there and see him return. Não era mais o mesmo. He wasn't the same anymore. Mas estava em seu lugar. But he was in his place. So something worth mentioning in this line is that there are two different words for to be. Now in English we only have one for to be, but in Portuguese you have era you have estava, which are forms of ser and estar, respectively. Most people are very confused when they learn this because they're like, okay, well, I have no clue when to use ser and I have no clue when to use estar. But let me break it down for you. So ser is used more for permanent things, maybe like profession or nationality. You could say, o meu irmão é advogado. My brother is a lawyer. Or, ela é brasileira. She is Brazilian. So these are things that, you know, aren't going to change within the next six months. That's not like, you know, a deadline. It doesn't have to be six months. It's just like, you know, things that are more permanent. Um, whereas estar is used more for, you know, temporary things like emotions or locations or weather. So for example, está chovendo, it's raining. Eu estou animada, I'm excited. Está na casa, he's in the house, things like that. All right, so I just wanted to explain that really quickly. Okay, back to the music. Sempre estar lá e ver ele voltar. To always be there and see him return. O tolo teme a noite. The fool fears the night. Como a noite vai temer o fogo. Like the night fears the fire. Vou chorar sem medo. I'll cry without fear. Vou lembrar do tempo. I'll remember the time. De onde eu via o mundo azul. Where I saw the world in blue. All right, so that's the first chorus done, and we return to another verse. This is verse 2. A trajetória escapa o risco nu. The trajectory escapes the naked risk. As nuvens queimam o céu, nariz azul. The clouds burn the sky, blue nose. Desculpa estranho, eu voltei mais puro do céu. Excuse me, stranger, I returned more pure than the sky. Na lua, o lado escuro é sempre igual. On the moon, the dark side is always equal. No espaço, a solidão é tão normal. In space, loneliness is so normal. Desculpe, estranho. Eu voltei mais puro do céu. Excuse me, stranger. I returned more pure than the sky. And now we have the chorus again. It's the same chorus as before. Sempre está lá e ver ele voltar. To always be there and see him return. Não era mais o mesmo. He wasn't the same anymore, mas estava em seu lugar, but he was in his place. So we see to construct this anymore, or, you know, to communicate that something's not happening anymore, you're going to use no and mais. So you could say, no posso mais, I can't anymore. All right. Sempre está lá e ver ele voltar, to always be there and see him return. O tolo teme a noite, the fool fears the night. Como a noite vai temer o fogo, just like the night fears the fire. Vou chorar sem medo, I'll cry without fear, 
Vou lembrar do tempo. I'll remember the time. De onde eu via o mundo azul. Where I saw the world in blue. And in the song he does say the chorus one more time, but I'm pretty sure we get it by now, so we don't have to go through that. Um, Alright, so that was a pretty smooth run over of the lyrics and the comprehension. It's a pretty straightforward song, pretty simplistic, not too complicated, but I was thinking of starting to alternate between difficulty levels for the songs because I would love feedback if you guys at any time think that the songs I pick are like too advanced for you personally or if they're not challenging enough um, or anything like that because I want to just be able to accommodate people of all levels in Portuguese. You know, whether you're just starting out and you're trying to familiarize yourself with the language or if you've been studying for years and you're just looking for a casual way to integrate it into your daily life. So yeah, let me know. I'm always open at Elise Speaks on Instagram. Um, anyways, we can get into the grammar now, dissecting some of the things that I think are most foreign to English that kind of make you turn your head. So like I said, this song is pretty simplistic and straightforward, but that doesn't mean you should glaze over the small things because there's a lot of small tiny things in this song and sometimes those are the most important. But sometimes the small things are like really, really small to the point where it's just one letter. So speaking of that, if I asked you what a definite article is, would you be able to answer? A lot of people wouldn't, and that's okay because it's just not relevant to talk about definite articles that much in English um, because we only have one. It's just the, you know, the boy, the girl, the boys, the girls. It's not sensitive to gender or whether it's singular or plural. It's always going to be the. Now in Portuguese, you have four if you include the plurals, but we don't need to worry about the plurals right now. We can just talk about um, the singular ones, but they are sensitive to gender. So we have o for masculine, like o menino, the boy, and we have a for the feminine. So a menina is the girl. So we have o and a, both just one letter, o and a. So you're probably like, Elise, why are you teaching us this? This is like the most simple thing. And you Honestly, you probably already know it, but the thing is, you can construct different things and go even further into grammar if you know the small things first. So with these definite articles, we can form what's called a prepositional contraction. Now, we don't have these in English, but in Portuguese they do. So examples of these that we will see in the song are no and na, and these simply just mean on the. So in English, if you have on the, you don't contract it, it's just two separate words, but in Portuguese, you don't put em o or em a, you change it to no or na. It's kind of weird because em, which means in, is spelled em, and then you have the definite article following it, which is just a vowel, so it seems kind of weird that these two words that start with vowels are being contracted to something that starts with an n, but it's just kind of one of those weird idiosyncrasies in Portuguese that you have to get used to, and then soon enough you don't even notice it anymore. So like at the second verse where he says, Na lua, o lado escuro es sempre igual. We see a prepositional contraction at the beginning, this na. So you don't say en a lua, you say na lua, o lado escuro es sempre igual. And we see no espaço, a solidão é tão normal. So in this example, we see o espaço turning into no espaço to mean in space. But that doesn't mean that we have to stop there because you can actually go even further with this you know, there's always that possibility. So, in Portuguese, it's not uncommon to hear people say the my house or, you know, the my mother. Just kind of one of those weird things I had to get used to, but, so for example, they'll say eu amo a minha casa, and they're literally saying I love the my house, but it just means I love my house. So we see that they're putting the word 
the in front of the my. So we can see an example of this in the song actually. It's in the second line when he says, O fin das voices no milchangio. He's saying the end of the voices on my radio. But he's using this contraction no because he's contracting on the my radio. So another example of this could be, you know, ela está na sua casa. Ela está na sua casa. She is in her house. But you're literally saying she is in the her house. It's really weird when you put it in English, but you don't always have to think about it in terms of, you know, translating literally from English and oh, that doesn't make sense in English because Portuguese is really its own animal sometimes. So yeah, there really are levels to this stuff because once you know what a definite article is, you can unlock these prepositional contractions and you can now um, unlock using it with possessive pronouns and to express possession more you know, fluently. And that's why learning the terminology is so, so important because you, know, you want to be able to refer to these things and understand how they're related and how you can use them to bounce off one another. Okay, so moving on, I just wanted to say that in the first verse, it's very grammatically simple. You know, we don't see, you know, a ton of different tenses. It's just verbs like so, they are, quero, I want, things like that. It's not very, you know, complicated at all. But um, in the chorus, this is like an immediate change because we see different forms of the verb. We see the verbs used in different tenses, some of which we don't really have in English. So I just wanted to pay attention to that real quickly. So we mentioned it earlier when we were talking about tentar, but um, the infinitive form of the verb. So we see it in the first line, sempre está lá, to always be there. And I'm just reinforcing that, yeah, the infinitive in Portuguese does not have two words. It's just to be, would be está, you know, caminhar, for to walk, comer, for to eat, things like that. So this is important to learn even in, you know, for your English knowledge, because it never hurts to learn something, but the infinitive is the untouched raw form of the verb. It doesn't have any temporal context, you know, you're not conjugating it to a time, you're not giving it to any person, you're not saying, you know, he is walking, for example, it's just to walk. So it's not specific to any time or any person. So the infinitive I just wanted to touch on really quickly, and then in the next line, Não era mais o mesmo, mas estava em seu lugar. The verbs are conjugated in what's called the imperfect tense. So in English, we don't have a tense that is exactly specific to the imperfect. Um, it's kind of something that we have to learn um, when we, you know, learn these languages like Portuguese and Spanish and French because they all have it. And the imperfect tense is unique because it's not like the simple past where you have, you know, one action that happened once and it was because of like, you know, a direct action. So you could say, he entered the room. That's the past simple because it happened one time and it was just, you know, one direct action. So the imperfect can be used for a lot of different things, you know, like background information or weather or maybe a repeated action. So if you said he would go to the market every day or he used to go to the market every day. Ele ia pro mercado todos os dias. He went to the market every single day. So it's in the past, but it's something that happened repeatedly and they have a separate tense for that. And that's what we see in this line. So, não era mais o mesmo, mas estava em seu lugar. Era and estava are in the imperfect tense. So we have, não era mais o mesmo, he wasn't the same anymore. And the verb is conjugated in the imperfect to give, you know, background information. Mas estava em seu lugar, but he was in his place. So these verbs aren't, you know, like direct actions. They're just kind of describing a state of being and stuff like that. So they don't need to be in the past simple. They need to be in the imperfect. 
So the imperfect tense can be kind of wacky to wrap your head around the first time because it's, you know, we just really don't have it in English. But if you use these different senses to your advantages and you master them, they can be really useful for storytelling. They can be really useful for just expressing yourself in general. So definitely spend some time, you know, just sit down, have a grammar lesson with yourself sometime. Next, I didn't want to teach something new, but I wanted to review something that we saw in a previous episode. So in the previous episode with Sela, a vida tem sempre razão, we saw the term omission. So omission is just when you take out words that simply aren't necessary in the sentence. So for example, we see vou chorar sem medo, I'll cry without fear, except we don't see the pronoun eu. And this is once again because we already have the verb vou conjugated for the first person, so we understand who's doing the talking. It is eu vou chorar sem medo, it wouldn't be incorrect if he said that, but he just simply didn't need it because we have these conjugations that are different for every single person. Um, and yeah, like I said in the last episode, we don't have that in English because it's just I want, you want, we want, they want. So you really do need the pronoun every single time. But in Portuguese, you don't. So we see this a lot in this song, the pronoun omission. We see vou chorar sem medo, and in the first verse, quero acordar, I want to wake up, except he's just saying want to wake up. He could have said eu quero acordar, but he just simply didn't need the pronoun. All right, cool. So omission, something to remember, very useful for, you know, sounding a little bit more colloquial sometimes. All right, so the last thing I wanted to talk about in this episode for grammar was the comparative. So what is the comparative? It's simply when you're comparing two things or two people, you'll say maybe I'm taller than you. Eu sou mais alta do que você. I am taller than you. So when we want to do the comparative in Portuguese, we're going to use the word mais, which means more. So we can see this example in the second verse when he says, Desculpe estranho, eu voltei mais puro do céu. He's saying, excuse me stranger, I returned more pure than the sky. And we do have that in English. We have two different forms of the comparative. We'll say, you know, I am taller, but you might say, he is more prepared than me. So we could use more. But we can also just put er at the end of some adjectives. But in Portuguese, you're always, always going to use mais and then follow it with an adjective. So, mais puro. Eu sou mais alta. I am taller. Ele é mais inteligente. He is smarter. Things like that. So, if you want to compare things in Portuguese, always use mais to your advantage. So yeah, I feel that this episode's grammar shows some very good examples of the idiosyncrasies of Portuguese. More of the irregular things. But, you know, that's good though, right? The, the song is pretty simple in itself once you conquer some of the weird basics, you know, just accepting them as they are, then soon enough you don't even notice them anymore, like I said earlier. Um, but just before we transition into the spoken portion and I give you some pronunciation tips, I just wanted to let you know that I am submitting these translations as I go on lyricstranslate.com. It's actually one of my favorite language resource sites because it lets community members submit translations of any song. So when I do my translations, which yes, I do them all myself, um, I'll proofread them in two stages. So first I'll go to Lyrics Translate and compare my translation, you know, see if I can improve anything, and then I confirm it with my like Brazilian friends. So I can assure you that these are like 100% bulletproof translations. Um, however, I couldn't find any translation of this song online when I went to compare. So anytime that that happens, I'll mention it to you guys so you can search it up later if you like you know, read the lyrics in real time with the music to see how it comes to life. And, you know, at the same time, you can read it with the English translation right next to it, too. That's why I love the website. 
Um, so I'll leave the link in the description of this episode. Oh, and by the way, this is not sponsored. I really wish they would sponsor me, but they don't. <laughs> okay, so pronunciation, let's go. The first thing I wanted to call your attention to in this song was the vowel linking. So in Portuguese, vowel linking is so important because it is such a smooth language. You can't really speak in a choppy way in Portuguese. I mean, you definitely can. I'm just saying if you want to sound native, you have to link your vowels. So for example, in the first line, he's not saying a lua inteira agora é um manto negro. He's saying a lua inteira agora é um manto negro. So when we have a vowel at the end of the word and then the word that follows it also starts with the vowel, you can try to link them as best as you can. So we see a lua inteira agora é um manto negro. You hear almost no pauses between these words just because you can link them. You know, and this happens all throughout the song. Quero um machado para quebrar o gelo. He's not saying quero um machado, it's quero um machado. It's not quero um machante, it's quero um machante. You know, and another example in the second verse. A trajetória escapa o risco nu. It's not a trajetória escapa o risco nu. You can put it all together so that it sounds really fluid and just, you know, really beautiful. And, you know, a last example. Na lua o lado escuro é sempre igual. You know, if you sit yourself down one day and you're reading a news article, you're reading it out loud, try to make sure that you link some vowels where you can and make it sound just a little bit more, I guess, fluid. So yeah, vowel linking, so, so important. Okay, and the last pronunciation tip and what we're going to close off with today is when we have words that end in L. So when we have words that end in L in English, it's pronounced like an L, like normal or equal, things like that. But in Portuguese, it kind of just disappears. The L kind of just, you know, disintegrates into nothing. In words like igual, it sounds more like igual. So, for example, in Portuguese, if you say equal, you say igual. Na lua, o lado escuro é sempre igual. And if you say normal, it's going to be normal. No espaço a solidão é tão normal. So, yeah, in Portuguese, that happens all the time with words that end in L. It kind of just, you know, fades into nothing. And a word in Brazilian Portuguese that you can really use this to your advantage is legal. So legal literally means legal, but in Brazilian Portuguese, legal is used in slang to mean cool. So for example, you could say isso é muito legal. That's really cool. Or ela é uma garota muito legal. She's a really cool girl. Ela é uma garota muito legal. So if you see words that end in al in Portuguese, make sure it's more like an a u sound. Igual, normal. All right, so just a little bit of review of what we learned in this episode besides vocabulary. We have, you know, the ability to recognize a new tense, the imperfect. We can, you know, work with the comparative. We know prepositional contractions now. And yeah. All right, so make sure that you read these lyrics later. I will put the lyrics translate link in the description so that you can, you know, just get a really good opportunity to practice your pronunciation. And if you haven't ever heard of this album, the Life Aquatic Studio Sessions with So Georgi, go ahead and give it a listen. He has such a deep and like rich voice that will just put even the biggest insomniac to sleep. I can vouch. So um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Any questions or comments can go to my Instagram at Elise Speaks. Um, yeah, I love hearing you guys' thoughts and the, you know, my messages. I love receiving messages from all different parts of the world. You know, hearing you guys' stories about learning Portuguese, it really like inspires me to know that so many other people are, are interested in this beautiful language. So um, I definitely hope to hear from you. Don't leave me hanging. And I will see you guys next week with another episode. We're going to be picking apart 
Calor do Amor, which was suggested by our friend Kevin, who I believe is from Canada. How cool, no? Um, it's a little pop song. I hadn't discovered it until he recommended. Very catchy. So let me know if you guys have any song suggestions because I love discovering new songs from you guys as well. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you next week. Tenha um bom dia. Tenha um bom dia. Have a good day. Ciao.